Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to say good morning to our covenant partners at KSL Ministries. I want to say good morning to our SoundCloud listeners. Amen. So if you would, please just stand with me, and we're going to do this declaration. And we're going to get everything tuned up with the microphone here. And amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right, we're going to put this, you know how we do it. We're going to put this um, declaration in our atmosphere. And this one is called Starting the Day with God. And so since this is our Sunday morning, first Sunday in October, we want to start this morning with the Lord and recognizing him. Amen. So if you would just repeat after me, please. Father, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Christ, this is the day day the Lord has made. made. And I will will rejoice and be glad in it. God's mercy and grace grace are new new every morning morning in my life. life. I rejoice rejoice because I am God's child. child. I have been filled filled with his spirit. spirit. Greater is he that is in me me than he that is in the world. The The Holy Spirit Spirit is bigger bigger than any problem or challenge, or challenge. The, Holy the Holy Spirit will give me wisdom, give me wisdom and, discernment and discernment for every decision, for every decision I, need I need to make today. When I acknowledge God, I acknowledge God through, prayer and worship, through prayer and worship, my steps, my steps are, ordered are ordered and directed, and directed of, him. of Him. The Lord, the Lord gives, me gives me wisdom and insight. And Concerning all the affairs of my life. No matter what happens today, I know God will see me through. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if God is for me, then no one can be against me. I choose. To honor God today. By the words I speak. I will honor God. By the way I act. I will honor God. By allowing. His love. Light. And truth. To shine. Through me. I choose. To be a blessing. To all those around me. I am the head. And not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am blessed going and blessed when I come. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Christ Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Amen. And as you get your Bible, your pen, your pad, your iPad, or your phone, and we're going to get ready this morning to go into the word of the Lord. And I pray that this word blesses you. Amen. Somebody say, hot off the press. Hot off the press. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And this morning, if you're keeping a journal, 
We're going to be talking about the Godhead dwells in a body. The Godhead dwells in a body. Amen. And if you would, please go to Colossians chapter 2 and just give me a minute because there are some things in here that the Lord want us to know. Amen. Very important things that he want us to know. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, and we're going to go to Colossians. Colossians. Amen. Colossians, Colossians, Colossians. <laughs> Same thing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we want to go to chapter 2. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All right. And would you please go to verse 8? Okay. And we're going to talk about this today. Amen. 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 All right. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. It says, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Say that with me. Say the Godhead, the Godhead. Bodily. bodily. All right. The Godhead continues to dwell in bodily form. And it gives a complete expression of the divine nature. Jesus Christ gives expression to the Old Testament and the New Testament. What he does is he brings it alive. I need you and I to understand that without the Spirit of Christ, somebody say this with me. Say the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, the Spirit is the Spirit of Christ, of Christ. Sent, back sent back to help us. To help us. Okay? Without the Holy Spirit, the pages in the Bible are just dead. I need you to understand that. You, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can read this Bible and read this Bible, and most people do that. They, they take the Bible and they say, oh, this is just an old book. Uh, what is this all about? But that's because you have to know that it takes the Holy Spirit to help you understand the word of God and it takes the Holy Spirit to cause the word of God to become alive. Amen. Amen. That's what, that, let me tell you something. It is the Holy Spirit that makes the word of God exciting. When, when you find people who are bored with the word of God and they say this is a dull book and I don't really understand it, it's because they need to invite the Holy Spirit in. Amen. Somebody say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Say, after the blood of Christ. After the blood of Christ. Over my life. Over my life. I welcome you. I welcome in you my life. In my life. Amen. So until Jesus came on the scene, and we're going to look at some things. Until Jesus Christ came on the scene, that's what was happening in the Old Testament. They were reading the scrolls. Every Sabbath, and it was words on a page. And so when Jesus was born, when he came on the scene, he began to give life 
to the scriptures. He brought it alive. Amen. Amen. So that's what's happening. Jesus Christ gives, it gives expression to the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Godhead is in a body. Wow. I want that to sink in. The Godhead is in a body. Well, pastor, what is the Godhead? The Godhead is the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Notice we didn't, we didn't take God away. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen? So the Trinity lives in a body. Amen? He lives in Jesus Christ. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. Very important. Very important. Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to give you word. Amen. Amen. All right. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5 says, Wherefore, when he, who is he? Talking about Jesus. When he, God, cometh into the world. See, Christ is God. Say that with me. Say, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is, God. is God. Say, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is, God. is God. Say, there are not three people, people. sitting in the heavens. In the There's, only There's only one with three expressions. Excuse me, my cup is running over. And now I'm going to speak in a known language so you can understand me. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. He says, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he says, sacrifices and offering, thou wouldest not, but a body. Do you see that? He says, but a body has thou prepared for me. Oh, my. So it's in the body. He says, in burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said sacrifices and offering and burnt offerings and offerings for sin, thou wouldest not. Neither hadest pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, talking about Jesus, then he said, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. Do you see that? Amen. He says, By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Somebody say, Jesus, Jesus. had to have a body. Now, there, there's a scripture in the book of John that says God is a spirit. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay? So, now, we talk, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, these three are one, and they dwell in a body. They dwell in a body. They dwell in Jesus Christ. So if Jesus had a came here in his spiritual form, how could he have died on the cross for us? Because in John, it says that the spirit is like the wind. It comes and it goes and, and you don't know which way you can feel it. So they couldn't have nailed his wrist 
to the cross. They couldn't have nailed his ankles to the cross. No blood could have been shed for our sins if God had not came up with bringing in a body. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Want, want you to understand that in that body dwelt God. Shada, yeah, it is. It was God dying on the cross. It was God being rejected for our sins. It was God being spit upon. It was God that they were, praise God, uh, making to feel lower than lower. It was God, and I got a scripture <laughs> to prove to you that our God, your God, is my God, left his throne of glory wrapped himself in human flesh and came down to this earth, walked among mankind, showed his miracles, his signs and wonders, hello, and then went to the cross and died for our sin. Somebody say it was God. Go to Luke 24, please. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 24. Amen. Now, now I want you to come on, go with me. I promise you we're not going to hold you long, but we, we, we want to share some things with you before you go. Amen. Amen. Luke 24. Amen. And I'm going to start reading at the 13th verse. Amen. <laughs> And it reads, Luke 24, 13. It says, and behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they were communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Now, I need you to understand something about this chapter. This is after the crucifixion. This is after the resurrection. Are you hearing me? Yeah. All right. So we got these two disciples on the road to Emmaus, and Jesus shows up and begins to walk with them. Amen? Amen. 16th verse. He says, but their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Their eyes were holding uh, that they should not know him. And he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as you walk and are sad? And the one of them whose name was Cleopas answering said unto him, art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and has not known the things which have come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, what things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted, but we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. What did Jesus tell him? He said, in three days, I'm going to what? Rise again. He kept on telling them, he said, in three days, I'm getting up out the grave. Amen? Amen. Now, here it is, the third day, 
And these disciples were at the crucifixion and all they have on their mind is that how they hung him on the cross, how they had whooped him and beat him, how blood was everywhere. Hello, how his mother was weeping. Uh, my God, how the sky got dark. Glory to God. How the earth shook. Glory to God. But yet he did rise in three days and there he was walking with them, but they could not see him or understand who he was right in the midst because their eyes were holding. They, they, they couldn't even recognize Jesus. So sometimes you can be in a place and God can be all around and you not even recognize him. And you have to ask the Holy Spirit, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. reveal him to me. Reveal Jesus to me. Open my eyes so I can see. Somebody say, open my eyes, Lord, so I can see you. He says, it's been three days. Verse 22, yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the tomb. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the tomb and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart. Oh, this your God talking. This Jesus talking. Oh, no, Jesus wouldn't say anything like, yeah, yeah, he did. He said, fools, slow of heart to believe all, uh-oh, all that the prophets have said. Look at your neighbor said, don't be a fool and don't be slow of heart. So believe the prophetic scriptures that God has left back here. He says, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning him Self. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look what it says. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them. He took bread and blessed it and break it and gave to them and their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished. Now you got you to pay close attention to the scripture this morning. And he vanished out of their sight. Did you see that? He, this, these are going to be some key words this morning. He vanished. First, Wait a minute. First, this is right after the crucifixion. Here he is. He appears. He, he, he's there. He's talking with them. But he, he has them in a state where he doesn't want them to understand who he is right now. Because he wanted to know. Uh-oh. He wanted to know what was in their heart. That's why he said fools. He said slow to believe. He says, shouldn't Christ have suffered and then entered into his glory? Sometimes God will hold you in a place just to see what's on your heart. 
Do you really believe the scriptures? Do you really believe that it's him? Do you really believe in his miraculous work? Somebody say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. The Bible says that he vanished. Let's, let's go down a little further. Is that all right? Amen. Oh, it's all right. Just get comfortable. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Stay at Luke 24, verse 36. Amen. And it says, and as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, peace be unto to you. Now what has happened here, these two disciples go back and they begin to tell the other disciples what they have seen. Amen? And while they're talking to them in their disbelief, Jesus appears to them. Okay? It says, but they were terrified and affrightened and listen at this, you got to get this. And they suppose they had seen a spirit. Uh, hold on to that now. And Jesus speaks up and he says unto them, why are you troubled and why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Watch this. Behold my hands and my feet. It is I myself handle me and see. For a spirit has not flesh and bones as you see me have. Uh-huh. But, but the Bible said God is a spirit. Uh-huh. But Jesus said, I'm no spirit because I'm in a body. <laughs> Somebody say the Godhead is in a body. And when he had thus spoken, verse 40, and when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet while yet believed not for joy and wonder. They still didn't believe. Watch what he does. Wait a minute now. Jesus said, all right, wait a minute. Here I am. I'm standing in the midst of you. I have a body. I've got hands. I've got feet. I'm talking. He says, but if that's not enough to convince you that I am not a spirit, I am not wind now. <laughs> it's in here, but I, that I'm in this body. He says, then we're going to go a step further. Somebody say, go a step further, Jesus. Go a step further, Jesus. Yeah, because sometimes Jesus has to take us a step further because we don't believe. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, have you here any meat? And they gave him a piece of a boiled fish and of a honeycomb, and he took it and did eat before them. Do you see that? Amen. I want to say something about Halloween. Truth be told, Amen. they have on the movies, and I hope this year you do not allow your children to watch the things that they bring on for Halloween. All it does is promote fear. But if you read your Bible, all throughout the Bible, Jesus would say, fear not. So why do we dibble and dabble in things of fear when Jesus all throughout the Bible would say, fear not. Fear not. So Jesus says, no, I'm not a spirit. I have flesh and bones. And if that's not enough, give me something to eat. Give me something to eat. And the Bible says he ate fish and honeycomb. 
So they show you on the movies, uh, you don't see anybody, but you see bread raising up off the table. You see spoons ra- and, and supposedly eating. Well, that's just a lie. Spirits can't eat. Spirits can't eat. That's what Jesus just said, and I believe the word of God. Jesus said, no, I'm not a spirit, so if, if me standing here in this body is not enough, then give me food, and I'll let you see I can eat. Somebody say, spirits, spirits don't eat. Don't eat. So don't believe it this year. Don't believe it this year. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. What else does he say? Go on. I want you to go to John 20. Go to John 20. Come on, go with me. Come on. Come on, let's get the word. Children waking up screaming and hollering, I saw a ghost. (laughs) No, come on now. It doesn't have any power. I said it don't have no power. You know why it doesn't have any power? Because if Jesus hadn't got in a body, uh uh-oh, there will be no power from his death. There will be no forgiveness of sin. So these spirits that you say they come, they have no power over you because they're not in a body. What you need to be aware of is the two-legged. The two-legged walking around. Two arms, two eyes, two ears. One mouth walking around. Uh, you need to be pleading the blood. You need to be praying for them. Now the Bible do say in Galatians, it says that our warfare is not against flesh and blood. That is true. Our warfare is not against flesh and blood. It's against those demonic forces working through the flesh and blood. Thank you, Jesus. But without a body, those spirits have no power in the earth. And that's why they want to indwell folk. Cussing spirits got to have a body. Lying spirits got to have a body. Huh? Indecent sexual spirits got to have a Tell them not here. here. They used to sing a little song in the church where we went. My body belongs to God. My body belongs to God. My mind, my body and soul belong to God. My soul. My soul. My body and soul belong to God. Honey, you better give your body your soul, your mind, your will, you better give it all to the Lord. Now, now don't get me wrong. I don't want you to go out of here crazy. Spirits are real. Spirits are real. But they have to have a body. But you got to draw the line and let them know, not my body. Because my body belongs to God. Yes, Shakata. That's what Romans was talking about when it says 
it says beware of who you yielding your body to. You're either yielding your body for an instrument of righteousness or an instrument of unrighteousness. Amen. Somebody said, beware. beware. Open your eyes. Keep on God and let that devil know, not my body. You can't use my body, devil. I plead the blood of Jesus against you. You can't use my mind, devil. I plead the blood of Jesus against you. Don't let him ride. Better get him out. John 20. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I just want to read. Look at John 20, verse 1. Amen. And it says, this is the first day of the week. Cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the tomb and seeth the stone taken away from the tomb. Is that in your Bible? Amen. All right. Come on down. Come on down to the 17th verse. And Jesus began to talk with her. Jesus said unto her, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend in, unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. Is that in your Bible? Amen. He says, but go and tell my brethren. Is that in your Bible? Amen. My, my, my. He said, go tell them that I'm about to ascend unto my father, your father, my God, your God. What, what is this all about right here in the 17th verse? Jesus is in his resurrected body. So why can't she touch him? Because the shed blood of Jesus Christ brought in a new order. First of all, that blood had to be delivered to the altar of heaven. He had been resurrected from the grave. He's now walking around. He's showing himself to those that were in close company with him. Oh, that, that'll preach right there. That'll preach right there. Amen. Jesus reveals himself when you get in close connection with him. He will reveal himself to you. He did not go and reveal himself to the world. But yet he went to those women and disciples that had been following him for three long years. Somebody say, I got to get close to the word of God so that Jesus will reveal himself to me. This is not about standing in the middle of the flow and turning around three times talking about I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe that's a God. No! You got to turn off the TV. You got to turn off the phone. You got to repent. You got to clear your mind. And you got to get in the presence of God. You got to open the Holy Scriptures. Yeah. Oh. Amen. Praise God. And we... See, Mother, they don't have time for that no more. Praise they too busy. They're too busy. They're too busy. And so Jesus is knocking at the door, wanting to reveal himself to us, but we're too busy. It's not that he won't reveal himself to us. 
No, he didn't go to the world. He went to those that had been walking with him for three long years. Yes. Yes, Lord, I hear you. Yes, you hear you. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm going to stay close to the word. So, so, so here he's letting her know, look, the shed blood of Jesus Christ is bringing in a new order to the relationship of God and mankind. Now Jesus Christ's father can be our father and Jesus Christ's God can be our God. But it wasn't until the blood of Christ was shed that all believers could become sons and heirs of God. Somebody say, thank God for the blood. I love that song about the blood because it's true. Yeah. It has changed things for us. Yeah. We are sons and daughters and heirs of God. And Christ made peace by the blood of his cross. Yes. That's what he did. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's what he did. Go on down. Look at verse 19. I want you to see this. And the Bible says, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Is that in your Bible? Amen. But, but there's, there's something going on here. There, there's something going on here. In the 24th verse, it says, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, this is very important, and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Somebody say, but eight days went by. Eight days went by. Tell them, say, eight days went by. Eight days went by. A whole week went by. A whole week went by. And after eight days again, his disciples were within. And Thomas, this time, with them. Then came Jesus. Listen at this. And the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless but believing. I'm going to ask you something. Isn't that amazing? Amen. The reason why Jesus told him to put his hand in his wrist, thrust your finger in my side where the spear went in. Don't you see it? This is the same body that had hung on the cross. And it has to be that way. Now, it is a known fact. I don't make up things. I've only seen two people that crossed over, and that is it. And when you cross over, whatever you leave here with, I'm just saying, I'm just sharing. 
Whatever you leave here with, that's not how it is on the other side. There are no scars. There are no limps. There are no um, sickness, disease. Whatever you leave, whatever you leave here with, once you cross over, that is not so. That is not so. So why does Jesus go in the grave and then he's resurrected, but he has to come back with the same body? Yet it is a new body, but yet the same body. Because how else would they have known that it was Jesus Christ except they saw the nail print in his hand and the wound in his side. How, how would they have known him? How would they have known him without a body? How could they say, oh, it's the risen Savior. It is the Lord. That's our God. He is the one that we saw. That's him. He hung on the cross. We saw the, the soldier uh, put the sword in his side. We saw them put the nails in his, in his wrists and in his ankles. That's the Lord. So it is the proof that he is risen. Somebody say it's proof. It's proof, y'all. It's proof. So he showed unto them his hands and his side. They were glad. They were happy. Now it's Sunday evening. The disciples are assembled together, perhaps in the upper room. Get this, and the doors are locked. Suddenly they see Jesus standing in the midst. Well, what's going on? The Lord entered the room without opening any doors. He entered the room, but he didn't open any doors. His resurrected body was a real body of flesh and bone. Yet he had the power to pass through barriers and act independently of any natural laws. Notice the Bible said it. I didn't write it. The Bible says, notice what the Bible said. He was flesh and bone. Why is he flesh and bone, pastor? Because the blood had been taken to the heavenly altar. But this is what I received from, some, from, from studying this. The Lord opened my eyes. He says, I need them to understand so with me, so with them. When you get your new resurrected body, there will be no blood, only flesh and bone. Why? Because blood is corrupt. Blood is corrupt. That's why Jesus always told the Israelites to circumcise. It meant a cutting away. From the old bloodline. Now today he doesn't tell us the men to circumcise. He tells everybody to circumcise your heart. Amen. Cut away the old bloodline. Why? Because the old bloodline is corrupt. Cut it away. You're so busy trying to be like your pappy and your mama 
and your great grandmama. No, Jesus said, I need you to be like me. Jesus said, I need you to be like me, like him. Cut it away. I said, God said, cut it away. Get rid of it. We're supposed to be new creations in Jesus Christ. So, yeah, when Thomas comes on the scene now and Jesus comes through that door, he doesn't need to open the door. It's one week later. The Lord appears to his disciples again, but this time Thomas is with them. So the Lord enters the room. He comes into the room in a miraculous way. And he invites Thomas to put his hand in the spear womb in his side. And he says, behold my hands and my feet. It's me, Thomas. What else did he tell him? He says, stop being a non-believer. And he tells him in the 29th verse, Jesus said unto Thomas, Thomas, because you've seen me, you believe. But blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. And I'm asking you today, do you believe? You haven't seen the scars in his wrist or in his, in his ankle. You haven't seen the wound in his side. But do you believe by faith? Yes. Yes. The Bible says we have to believe the scriptures by faith. Yes. He says blessed or empowered are those who can believe it and you've never seen it. Revelation chapter 1. Oh, we're we going to let you just come on. Uh-huh. It's going to be all right. You're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. That's why the devil fighting you so hard. That's why the devil wants you to go back. That's why he wants you to let go of the word. Let go of Jesus. Let go of your, your salvation. Let go. Let go. Why? Because even Revelation says, he that endured to the end. He that, see the devil knows what's at the end. He just don't want you to get there. Yes. He understands you're going to live again. Yes. You will live again. Yes. And God giveth us all things to richly enjoy. He giveth us all things to richly enjoy. He's going to give you a full life. But what he wants you to understand is when that is over, when that full life is over, there's another life. Now, I don't understand it because I, I'm thinking everybody going to get their bodies at the same time. But now I have seen my dad. I've only seen two people. That's enough. And I was, I was going into a meeting, and this was years after my dad had passed. And there was a blue striped suit he used to wear. And I was going into a meeting in the dream. And it was about a doorway like this. And so I'm going in the door, I'm on this side, and my daddy coming out the door. And so we turn, and, I say, and I'm looking, because I'm in my heart, I'm saying, that's dad. That's you, daddy. But when I looked in his face, I knew eternity had set in. Let me tell you how I knew. Because when I looked into his face, it was almost like water. Things were moving like this. It was like seeing it. It was like air for real. But yet there was a body. He had on the suit. His hair was trimmed. It was nice. We never said anything because we don't talk to dead people. 
See, even God got good sense. I noticed that about the Lord. Any dream, since I've been dreaming, and I've been dreaming a long, 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 I've been saved uh, 40, 43 years. And in all my dreaming, you don't talk to, you, you don't understand. So we, we, so, but I'm saying, I said, oh my God, in my heart, I knew what, what, what it was. I said, that's eternity. And he just looked at me and he smiled and he went on and I went on into the meeting. There is a change, but you are so much alive. You are so much alive. See, I know you young today, you strong today. Oh, Pastor, why you gotta preach that? Cause one day you're gonna get old. I'm just planting the seed of the word. Amen. Is that all right? Amen. See, whether you know it or not, the word is a seed. And it can be planted. And it, it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I got to wait till you get a certain age to plant the word. I can plant the word right now. But as you grow up, the seed of the word will grow up. And one day you will remember, Pastor Ann preached this. I remember this. Let me go find the scripture. Let me read it in the Bible. But this is why the devil fights the body of Christ. He fights you and he fights me because he don't want us to get to the end. He don't want us to get, I say this, he doesn't want us to get to the glorious part. Because there's one thing I've noticed about when you see the clothes in the spirit and the clothes here or the person in the spirit, it is so much grander. It's so much, it's on a grander scale than us, what we see now. But why wouldn't it be? That's heaven. That's spiritual matters. That has to do with the Lord. Now, you're going to live a full life. He's going to give you a full life. But we just need to know, this ain't it. Amen. When it's over here, it's not over there. Amen. You're going to open your eyes somewhere. Amen. I'm trying to get you to understand, you are a spirit. Amen. You live in a body. You have a soul. And when this is over, you're going to open your eyes somewhere. Yeah. I, I can remember. This is, I'm not making this up. I can remember, oh, Lord, between January, February, March, and April, I was so perplexed. I was running all over the place, had situations, and God was helping me to take care of them. But, Lord, have mercy, I got so tired, I started getting crazy. And I was just, I was crying out to God, please help me. Give me more strength. Give me more of this. Da, 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 da. And so I went to bed that night. And this is after my husband had, had passed on. And my husband walked in the room. And I looked up in the, in the dream. And I got so excited and happy. And I was like, senior, I said, you back? And he looked at, he said, this is what he said. He said, I can't stay. I said, okay. He laid in the bed, fully dressed, and he held me in, 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 in his arms. And I just began to tell him everything that I was going through, how I was feeling, I was tired. Lord, have mercy, help me go through this. Help me come out on the other side. And I'm just a talking. So finally, he got ready to go. He got up, he stood, and he looked at me, and he just smiled, and he walked on out. But when I woke up the next morning, I felt like I was, I'm 35. <laughs> but I felt like I was 20 years old. You know why? Because I had released all of that pressure and told all that I had been carrying, and it was over. But I got something I want to share with y'all, and I'm soon to close. This one blew my mind, and this one I wasn't even looking for. It's been a year and a half now, 
and I've come to a place of acceptance. Every now and then I still shed a tear, but at least I'm walking in a place of acceptance. My husband is with the Lord. Listen at this. I went to sleep, wasn't looking for nothing, wasn't caring anything. And I dreamed that me and my husband were sitting and talking. We were just sitting. And, I, and you never kind of remember what you're saying. And we were holding hands. He had a hand. He had a hand. So I'm trying to understand, Lord, are you just letting me see their resurrected bodies? I don't, you know, because I, I thought we were all going to get them together. But anyway, you know, God is God. He do what he want to do. Amen. And so we were just talking. So finally he said this to me. Get this. I'm going to see if y'all can get this. He says, he says, we have the train. He said, we even got the tracks. He says, but we don't have the anatomy. I say, what? I woke up. I knew what it meant. The train is the power that moves. The track is a direction. But the anatomy is he has a spiritual body. I got a physical body. We can't really be together. Y'all ain't. I say, what? I say, So he was letting me know, Ann, I, I feel you. But we can't, we can't really be together because I'm in a spiritual realm and you're still in that natural realm. And I woke up. I said, yeah, baby, that's how I felt when I woke up. I said, whoa, hold on now. And so I had told, <laughs> I had shared the dream and I was told that it sounds like he's waiting on you. He said, we just don't have the, and see, I know, I went to school. I took up psychology and, 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 and nursing, and I know what anatomy means. Is that right, Dr. Hancock? Anatomy is the body, right? Okay. That's why I said God is smart. Don't y'all know God is smart? God is smart. He was letting me know the only way you and I now can commune or get together, you would have to cross over. We got everything in place. We got that train. We got the power, honey. We got the tracks. We got a direction to go in. I'm sorry, but it's true. It's true. So see, you can't fool me. And I'm going to tell you this too. Let me tell you about the Lord. Not once have I ever dreamed of my daddy being in hell. I got to go back. I thought about it. I said, Lord, wait a minute. I've never seen my dad in hell. Never. And it's not something you go seeking for. It's just at times God got something to say. He got stuff to say. And every time I see my husband, he is dressed like he would be dressed. He, you know, he used to wear the polo shirt, the khaki pants, you know, and I'm looking like, but you know, it was God who created the first outfit. Adam and Eve covered themselves in fig leaves. It was God who created the first outfit. You can't, you can't, the old folk used to say, you can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. And you better not die without Christ. Yeah. 
You ought not to be living without Christ. And the blood covers a multitude of sin. And I laughed when I woke up because he would always tell me when he was alive. He said, yeah. He said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to be on the quiet side and you're going to be on the loud because, you know, when I get home from church, I'd be all over the place. He said, I'm going to be on the quiet side uh, and, and you're uh, you going to be on the loud side. I said, no, because I'm going to march my little happy self right over there on your side and say, hey, senior. He said, no, you're not because I'm going to tell the Lord to put the guards of the angels up. <laughs> That man used to have me laugh. I said, I don't care about no gods or the angels. I'm coming to see you. But you know, they say we're going to be known as we're known. No, we're not. We won't be married, but I know who that is. I know who that is. I know who he was to me on this side. You're going to know them how you knew them on this side. Shine for me. Shine for me. I'm going to tell you something now. He's not hurting. He ain't in no pain. He's not wanting for anything. When you die in Christ, you don't have no lack. I say you don't have no lack. And mother, I'm here to tell you, you just as much as alive there as you are alive here. But every time I open my eyes, every new day, I have to tell myself, I said, Lord, I haven't got everything in order yet. I said, I don't want to go off into glory and I haven't left everything in order for my children. I don't want them to come in here and find me gone and I didn't leave stuff in order. Stuff got to be left in order. But it'll be a day when you can tell the folk, stop crying, baby. She in glory. And she done went over on senior side. <laughs> she crossed the barrier. <laughs> Woo! How y'all say? He calling you up. I said, God said, I'm calling my people up. I'm calling your mind up. There is a resurrected body. There is a glorified body. It's true. You're going to be able to think of places you want to go and just appear. You're going to be able to walk through closed doors. You're going to be able to appear and vanish. How y'all die, shake And I'm going to say this too. Now I understand. You know, Revelation says there will be trees and it's going to bear 12 manner of fruit every month. And the nations will eat from the fruit. But I'm here to tell you, even Jesus said, <clears throat> he says, I will not partake of communion again until I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. So Jesus ate in his glorified body, we're going to be able to eat as well. Amen. See, there are some people who are afraid of death. I don't know why God asked me to preach this today. Huh? Maybe it's to take away the fear, because every time Jesus shows up, he says, fear not. Fear not. Somebody say, no fear. No fear. Because I'm in Christ. Because I'm in Christ. 
no fear. And Jesus will always reveal himself to those that are closest to him. Well, who's closest to him now? All the disciples are with him. It is the body of Christ. It is the church that's in the earth. Yes. Let me show you how I know. Go to Revelation chapter 1. Look at verse 7. It says, Behold, he cometh with clouds and every eye. Do, do y'all see that? Amen. All right now. Every eye shall see him and they also which pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Somebody say, even so. Even so. Amen. amen. Now, when is Jesus going to show himself to the world? And to all unbelievers, it is when he comes back the second time. We're not waiting to see him the second time. We're seeing him now. Amen. Every time we study the word of God, every time we go in the word of God, we can see the Christ. But again, I say, if you get close to him, I've only had one seeing of Jesus. I'm talking about, the real, I'm talking about Jesus the Christ. Blew me away. I've only seen God the Father one time. And I'm telling you, that wasn't no joke. Because when I seen God, he was in a, I'm just telling you it was true, he was in a whirlwind. And, and how the Bible say, when they see him, they fall to their knees. When I saw him, I fell to my knees. And for some reason, I don't know why I had this mantle, but I wrapped myself in this mantle and I said, Lord, my God my God, my Savior, and he spoke out the word. I'm telling y'all, this ain't no made up. I'm, it's in my journals. He said, Anna, stand to your feet. And he began to talk to me about a people who were playing church. This was this before even a church was here. There was no, but he was talking to me about people in church playing. He said, when is enough gonna be enough? When is enough gonna be enough? And I said, Lord, just a little more time. I said, you know. I said, just a little more time. And the whirlwind went up. But I'm telling you, when you've been in his presence, you never forget it. It changes you. And when I saw Jesus, <laughs> I fell out on the floor. You can't really make out a face, but I saw the long robe. He had hands. He had feet. I saw the, you know, the feature, and I knew it was the Christ. All I could do was, I couldn't even get up off. I'm telling you, I was literally on the floor, sitting on, I just fell out on the floor. I couldn't even get up. I couldn't even get up. So, so don't tell me, don't tell me, oh, oh, when, when I'm gone one day. I know, not now, I know it, not now. But when the day come, ain't no sense in you falling in no casket. Ain't no sense in you falling out on the floor. If anything, I want you to rejoice. I want you to shout and have a good time. Says she done went on to glory to be with the Lord. She going on, praise God, on the other side with senior. She just, she going on. And when people tell you it's better, because you don't carry all these weights with you. Now, I said all that to say this. And even Jesus said this. You know this to be scripture. He said in this life, you're going to have tribulation. So that's why he came up with pray, seek me, stay in the word, stay under the word, seek me. Come on, come on. 
He says, as often as you take communion, you do show forth the Lord's death until I come. All of these things are reminders. We're not here to stay, but while we're here, let us at least get victory through Jesus Christ, through his blood. Let's at least get the victory. Let's live victoriously. Let's live successful. And the only way you're going to do that is you got to repent. You got to be baptized. And you got to let the Holy Spirit start leading and guiding your life. And you got to read your Bible at home. Hello? You got to read your Bible at home. You got to pray at home. You got to seek the Lord at home. You got to sing psalms of songs of joy to the Lord at home. So when we come into the house of the Lord, we just join right on in together. You're coming in. He said, Elijah coming. Elijah. My God. He showed the boat. He caught the My God, my God. My God. He said, He said, God was in that body. God came here in a body. And his name is Jesus Christ. The name Jesus means a deliverer, a savior. He's here. He's here by his spirit. He came to deliver us. From what? Our sin. He said, I came that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. Well, what are you talking about? He said, I came so that people could have a life now and a life hereafter. This is not all of it. And if all you're living for is now, that's not it. That's not, they're not preaching these things that much because we save it for a funeral. This is not for just for a funeral. Amen. We need to know these things now. Amen. I laugh now. I think about it. I said, Lord, I said, it's going to be true. I said, won't have no more pain, no more aches. Huh? Can travel just by, can travel just by thought. I said, but okay, I'm still here. So I got to pray it through, believe it through. I got to decree and declare the word of God in my atmosphere. I got to stand on the word of God. I got to have faith in the Lord and his word, in his shed blood, in his name. I got to let the Holy Ghost help me because I'm still here. It's going to be order, said the Lord. Oh, there will be order. Because the people coming. <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. I don't care how long it takes. My God said they coming. Amen. That's what he keep telling me. He said they coming Amen. from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Amen. What they coming for? God keeps saying they coming for the power of his word. Yeah. They coming to be here because like, unlike some folk, some people want the word. 
Unlike some folk, there are people who want the word, the word of God. Because they understand that the word is quick and powerful. It's alive. It's what our spirit man thrive off of. It's what our spirit man eats. See, your flesh eats natural food, but your spiritual man eats spiritual food. What's spiritual? That's what Pilate asked Jesus. What is the truth? He said, my word is truth. What did he say? The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Yeah, 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 order, order, order is coming in. God said, order coming in. Order coming in. And guess what? When we get before his throne, do you know that same body going to be sitting on the throne? Do you know those same... <laughs> Nail marks going to be there. And the, the spear thrust going to be there on the throne. Yeah. And we're going to be able to say, that is our Lord and our Savior. That is our God. That is Jesus Christ, Son of God, Lamb of God. Our deliverer, our redeemer, our hope, our sustainer. Hey! Because we're going to know him. Somebody say the God here. Is in, in a body. And I got news for you. Not only is the Godhead in a body, but you do understand the Godhead is now dwelling in you. What did Je oh, I can prove it. What did Jesus say? He said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, woman, boy, girl will hear it and open, he says, I and my father, I and my Father will come in. Huh? That's why the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen at this. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. That's why Romans says if the same spirit. But this is what got me when I read this. It says if the same spirit of him. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Him is God. He said, if the same spirit of him that raised Christ from the grave dwell in your mortal body, it shall also quicken. It's going to quicken your mortal body. Healing in the high. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the Holy Ghost? Do you have that same spirit of him? Why in the world? The Bible says, the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth, 
the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. What is that all about? Why do I need to believe that God raised Christ from the dead? Because if you don't believe God raised Christ from the dead, how in the world you going to believe he going to raise you and me from the dead? How you going to believe? Ah, I like that song. It said, yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. I have an everlasting life. I believe in the Father, believe in his Son. I have an everlasting life. Yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. I have an everlasting life. I believe in the Father, believe in his Son. I have an everlasting life. And then he turns around, he said, do you believe? Do you believe? You'll have an everlasting life. Do you believe in the Father? Believe in his Son. You'll have an everlasting life. And the saints would reply, yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. I have an everlasting life. I believe in the Father. Believe in the Son. I have an everlasting life. Woo! Minister Barkin. Yeah. 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 Yeah.